Hello there, and how are we doing today? Me? I'm doing so much better now that you've decided to join us for this fun-filled episode of fantastic off-Broadway theater. So let's dive in, shall we? Our first show takes us back to Theater Row, where we saw the Kerr Theater Company present the world premiere of the play The Space Between Us. So... <laughs> You ever seen a show where you're like, my family's up on stage? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't. But. My family was up on stage. <laughs> if my aunt was a nun. Even if she wasn't a nun. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and I was gay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It it was, it. I, I had strong relations to it. What was funny is I'm front row center, and so I was like, give energy, give energy. I had no problem giving energy. It was a great comedy about family and the craziness that exists among us. There were great dramatic moments. There were great questions posed um, by modern issues and modern situations. You know, they were kind of asking the, when the world's on fire, how can I help? Which was great. I was very well written, very well performed. The pacing felt very natural and fluid. It felt organic and original. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of... I, 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 I hesitate to say this where it was like, speak, react, speak, react. You know what I mean? It was just rapid fire. It was conversation. It felt like... It just felt natural. It felt like what people actually would say and react to. Mm-hmm. You know, which was really... I mean, that's how plays should be. But you, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. I, I, it didn't feel scripted. Okay. You know, um, the set was simple but poignant, having several items lay the setting and then the ever-presence of the horse race uh, board in the back. Because okay. that's where it starts. We're in a horse track. And I feel like that, when we dive into this uh, in a full episode, I, there's more to why that's always omnipresent. Okay. Um, the use of news headlines were fabulous between scenes. They had like a ticker. Going across that would, you could read like headlines, headlines um, during these scene shifts, which was nice because that was like business, but it also, like I said, helped set up a lot of the stuff that was happening. The lighting was so fantastic, perfectly lit and great at setting the mood, obviously time, but like I said, just also mood in general. You knew when it was just to feel festive or lighthearted, but a little sometimes more dramatic or what have you. Um, the characterizations were fabulous and dynamic. They were really well thought out, really well educated. Um, sometimes in like a dramedy, characters are one dimensional, but I feel like if I asked any of these actors about their characters, I could get the full backstory and then some about who they are, where they came from, all of that stuff. You know, I could even put them in any other show or any other situation and they would tell me how that person would react. Okay, well, you know, I love they that. They really that fully realized. Um, overall, lovely afternoon. Uh, out and a fantastic work. Congrats on the world premiere. It was a world premiere, so yay. Tickets for the show playing at Theater Row are available through April 30th. Next, we head to Chelsea and to the Irish Repertory Theater. And there, to the Black Box Theater, where we saw the new work, Made by God. Oh boy. Oh boy! I'm guessing it was a doozy of a good show? You would have been living for this show. 
Oh, yeah? I mean, living. So, this show tells the true story of a girl named Anne who was pregnant and she died at a... I can't think of what it's called. Um, but, like, there's a... Um, a... A statue of a Virgin Mary. Okay. In, in like, the stone thing. Mm-hmm. Like a town. monument? Well, not like a monument, but, like, somewhere where people go to pray. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, tucked away. I can't think of exactly what it's called. And the word vestibule keeps coming to mind, but I'm like, no, that's not it. Anyway, but, so, it's a true story about, about that, but paralleling that is this girl who's making a podcast about it. Okay. Um, and then tying it all together is the fact that um, back in 1983-84, Ireland outlawed abortion. So she got not she got pregnant. I shouldn't say knocked up. She got pregnant, but she, abortion was illegal when, mm-hmm. at that time. Now, and then when the podcast is being made, it's 2018 when Ireland was getting ready to vote on whether or not to legalize abortion. Okay. <clears throat> Which spoiler, they did. Um, so you've got these past and present and you're dealing with issues on both ends. You know, Mm -hmm. the podcaster is pro-life, you find out, but then there's a lot of issues that surround there. Um, it is an absolutely powerful show. Um, it's very abrasive, but poignant. Uh, it's got very abrasive, but poignant subject matter. It deals with abortion, as we mentioned, rape and suicide. Okay. Three heavy topics. You're not going to leave like super depressed and like I need a drink, you know. But it, I mean, these are important things the way they put it in there. Very timely regarding especially women's reproductive rights. Especially okay. where they are not just here in the U.S. but around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the questions particularly being asked by the male character in the show. Huh. Which is, yeah, I know. See, this is why I thought you'd be interested because, you know. You would have thought it'd be the female characters that'd be more, I guess, pro-choice. But it's mm-hmm. kind of the male character that kind of plays the devil's advocate and kicks that rock down the road and goes, okay, I see your point, but... Um, it was amazingly performed. The acting, seriously, it was incredible. It was so well performed. This is going to sound gross, but this is how like in-depth they were. Um, at one point... The girl, Anne, the actress Anne, comes... This reminded me a lot of, of, of the Babcock. Or, or, or not the Babcock. The yeah, character's the name is Anne. Yeah, the character's name is Anne. But the Babcock Theater, where we went to school, small black box theater, and they would like use you know the entrance that the audience would come through as an entrance and that. Well, mm-hmm. they, that's what they did here. When she comes in, like she's going to her ex-boyfriend's house, like that's the entrance to his house. And she's clearly like eight months along, and she's really upset, and it's what they call Stephen's Night which is the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. She's really upset. She's crying. And as she's crying and everything, she's having this breakdown in his arms, a huge glob of snot falls like out of her nose. Oh. And I was just like, that is disgusting. That's commitment. But homegirl is all in on this. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, you know, we were so consumed by this show that we didn't just go, Ew. we were just like, I need to give her a tissue because she's just to help her. You didn't you didn't look at it like gross that actress. You were just more like I want to comfort her. Human mm-hmm. to human, you know. Um, the set was simple but gorgeous. It was centered around the altar for the Blessed Mary, and it, she was also referred to as Mary Guadalupe. Okay. 
if we have any Catholic listeners out there, and I'm butchering this, please send us information about this. I, I know I'm getting this wrong. Um, I know it was a, a, a Virgin Mary, but I feel like it was St. Mary of Guadalupe. That's what the podcaster talked about a lot. And I just, I know I'm getting that wrong, but I'd love to say it right. Um, the lighting was amazing and perfect to simulate the time passing, among other things, storms and stuff. The way the story was structured, I think, was one of the best things because you've got the two different times, but the whole story is being led and narrated by the Blessed Virgin Mary. Okay. She is the one that is helping to guide us through Anne's story, which is of the past. But then when you've got the podcaster in the present, not only is she helping to guide that, but she's also manipulating that story because that is active and present. Mm-hmm. And so it really... You know, everything that, basically the idea of that everything we're seeing then hasn't actually happened yet. So things that, choices that are made don't necessarily have to have happened or have to happen that way. Okay. They could go a different way, you know, but yeah, that's how good the writing of that is. So it was very, it was seriously, uh, it provoked you, but also inspired you to call to activism is a thing. Okay. So five out of five, cannot recommend enough. Oh my God, it was so good. Tickets for the show at the Irish Repertory Theater are on sale through March 20th of 2022. And this concludes this episode of the Broadway Bulletin. Be sure to tune in to our next edition coming out every Tuesday and Saturday. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez. And I'm Hope Bird. Reminding you to turn off your cell phones. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at StageWhisperPod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Booga Blue by U.S. Army Blues. Other music on this episode provided by Benji Menji and Billy Murray. <laughs>